Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brokenness to Faith podcast. My name is Noah, and I will be your host for today. Real quick, the usual points of business, as always. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at brokenness underscore two underscore faith. As usual, we don't always post, but the past few weeks, me and Mark have actually been pretty good on posting, so I encourage you to follow just so you can kind of get updates on what we're doing and, and when episodes are coming out. And in the case of today's episode, I posted a photo that I will explain later on in the podcast. So if you missed it, then I encourage you to go check it out. Or if you don't have an Instagram and you really want to see the photo, just uh, send us an email or something like that and I'll send it to you. So you can follow us there for updates and information. Or you can send us an email at brokenness2faith at gmail.com. And we will answer your questions. Um, If you have any comments, concerns, if you want anything from us, whatever it is, you can send us an email there and we will be sure to get back to you with whatever answer is needed. And also between this episode and the next will be Thanksgiving. So I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, I hope it's safe. I hope it is still fun. If you have two people there or 10, whatever it is, I I hope you have a good time and safe time and get to enjoy something different from the past few months. So uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, With that, let's just hop right into it. So the idea for today's episode comes from Matthew chapter 17. Um, I read this verse a little while back and it's always kind of stuck out to me. It's not the first time I've read it, but every time I do, the same thing always pops out to me. And I'll go ahead and read it and then I'll explain what the premise of the episode is. Uh, So Matthew chapter 17, verse 19 and 20. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Now, if you notice in this verse, Jesus seems to make a distinction, though not clearly, between belief and faith. He says, because of your unbelief. And then later he goes on to say, if you have faith. So I propose the idea that there is a difference between belief and faith. And that's the name of today's episode, belief versus faith. I think as Christians, we can often rightfully so sometimes assume that those two words mean the same thing that you know belief and faith are kind of interchangeable with each other but we're going to move from away from Matthew and look mainly at James for the remainder of the episode because James talks a lot in chapter 2 about faith and I think we can see what this difference is so I just want to kind of share my thoughts on this idea of belief versus faith because I think if we can understand what the difference is then we can address the problems that Jesus saw with his followers. And we can look to say, is my problem in my faith or is my problem in my belief? And if we understand what those two things are, then we can understand what the problems would arise from. So we'll start off by looking at belief. Uh, Belief, as I would define it, is an opinion or judgment in which a person is fully persuaded. It's mainly just saying, I believe this to be true beyond any shadow of doubt. Now, beliefs can change from person to person, 
right? What, what you believe might be different than what I believe because a lot of it is opinion and judgments that that person has come to accept. But here's the key for beliefs. They are built upon experiences and learned knowledge. So for example, I believe that the sun will rise tomorrow morning. Why? Because I've experienced it every day of my life. I, I've seen the sun rise without fail every single morning. And that experience leads me to believe it'll happen again tomorrow. And plus, I have the learned knowledge of how the sun works and how the solar system works and how rotation works and all these other things to where even if I didn't have that experience, I could understand from an intellectual level the idea of the sun. So because of my experiences and my knowledge, I believe that the sun will rise tomorrow morning. And that's basically what belief is. It is a collection of experiences and ideas that lead you to, a, to hold something as true. Whether that's an opinion or an observation, whatever it might be, you hold it to be true because of your experience and because of your knowledge. That being said, beliefs can change throughout the course of your lifetime based off of your change in experiences and the change of information. You know, much like scientists at one point believed that leeches were an effective treatment because of their experience and their knowledge at the time, but now we look back and say, our knowledge and our experience has changed and we know that leeches no longer work. <laughs> Beliefs can change over time based on your experiences and your knowledge and things like that. And, and this is where we want to look at James because belief on its own is not enough as a Christian. I'll say that again, belief is not enough as a Christian. Now read what James says in, in chapter 2, verse 19. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Think about that, right? Our belief that there is one God is no different than the demons. They also believe that there is one God. And this is to say that obviously... To be a Christian, you must believe that God is real and that Jesus is real and that he died on the cross for our sins. But that's not enough to separate us from, from the demons who also believe in God or the many people out there who say, yeah, I believe Jesus is real, but don't live it out, right? Belief on its own is not necessarily enough to separate us from everybody else. And Jesus makes that point in Matthew 17, where he brings up faith, right? Jesus says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, and this is where we kind of get to the point is that something is different between faith and belief. Belief on its own is not enough. It is merely accepting the reality that this is true. But that's not enough. It's not enough to merely accept that the truth is there. In terms of being a, a Christian living to their best ability. Obviously, to be a Christian, you have to believe in God and Jesus and the resurrection, but that's not enough as a Christian. And if this sounds a little weird or confusing, I'll explain in just a moment. I want to move on to where we're going to spend the majority of our time, which is on the, the topic of faith. Now, I would define faith as belief plus action plus confidence. Belief plus action plus confidence. 
What do I mean by that? Well, faith requires action, and we only will pursue action if we're confident in what we believe. If it doesn't move us to act, it is not faith. A few examples of this. Think of, for example, a chair. Belief is that that chair is strong enough to hold my weight. I believe that chair could support my weight if I were to sit in it. And that's good. That's the first step. Faith is actually sitting down in that chair and testing whether or not it can support your weight. Now, you might find that the chair cannot support your weight and your faith was misplaced. Or the chair supports your weight and your faith is confirmed and you now have a chair to sit in. But faith depends on your ability to sit in that chair. But you're not going to sit in that chair if you're not confident in its ability to support your weight, right? Nobody would sit in a chair that looked that was missing a leg and, you know, maybe missing a few screws. You're not going to sit in that chair because your belief is not strong enough to provide the confidence. Another example, if you saw the photo that I posted on Instagram, it's a photo from 1937 and it shows a high-rise apartment and attached to the window is this cage and in the cage is a baby now this building is i don't know 20 stories from what i can see in the picture and the baby's just sitting in this cage and this picture just is so crazy and i guess the the story behind this photo is that back in this period of time in the 30s and i assume maybe even to the 40s they would put these cages on the outside of apartment buildings and they would put their baby in it so that their baby could get sunlight and fresh air from this high-rise apartment, which makes sense, and the baby does need those things, but I can't imagine putting your child in this cage 20 stories up, right? Like, you know, you have to look at the picture to fully appreciate how crazy this is. And the reason I chose this photo is because it's a fantastic example of faith. The parent believed that their child could be supported by this cage, was confident in the cage's construction to support their child, and acted by putting their child in this cage. And their faith is that this cage will support their child and will not break. And another example uh, would be Peter walking on the water. Uh, I, I remember hearing that you can use this story in any sermon ever. <laughs> doesn't matter what you're talking about, you could find a way to fit in Peter walking on the water into that story. But it, it's true. You know, when Jesus says, come, walk onto the water, it does no good if Peter simply believes that Jesus is out there. He has to act upon that belief, and he does so by stepping into the water. But the moment his confidence is shaken, and the moment he loses that confidence, his faith begins to dwindle. He begins to sink. He no longer has that foundation to stand upon because his confidence has wavered. And I hope you're understanding now the picture that I'm saying. But I want to real quick go back to that point that I said that belief is not enough because we think, isn't that all that we need? And yes, from a, a, a salvation standpoint, belief is all we need. But from living a Christian life, it isn't enough. And here's what James says in, in verse 17 of chapter 2. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, immediately when we read that verse, we think of, wait a minute, doesn't Isaiah tell us that our 
works are like filthy rags? And doesn't Paul also say that we're saved by faith and not by works? So what's going on here, right? There's a contradiction. Not necessarily. What James is saying is that faith, true, honest faith, will produce works. Works on its own, just to do those works, are like filthy rags. We're not saved by our deeds. We're not saved by how much we give or how many times we show up to church. However, if we have true faith based off of a true belief, then we will be inclined to act. We will be we will be led to act. We'll be drawn to act. We'll be within ourselves to want to act in whatever way that we can. And this brings back to that equation, belief plus action plus confidence. If we don't act and our faith is merely words, which is dead and not faith at all. To put it in another way, James is telling us that if our faith is real and our faith is alive, it'll move us to do good works. And this is what I've been trying to say, is that belief in itself is what makes us a Christian. But belief on its own is not enough to be living a true and fulfilling Christian life. We need to have faith. We need to have action. We need to be confident in what we're believing to lead us to act upon it and to have that faith. To bring it full circle back to what Jesus says, this is what he's getting at. Because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. It says, because of your unbelief, you lack the faith. And because you lack the faith, you cannot act. You cannot make this mountain move, right? One leads to the other. And we all want to be Christians that can move mountains, that can, you know, as Jesus says, nothing will be impossible for you. We all want to be those Christians, but we can't if we're not acting upon our beliefs. And we can't act upon our beliefs if we don't, in a sense, have that faith, that action and that confidence based off those beliefs. So one last thing I want to mention before I kind of wrap it all up together is is confidence, uh, the last piece of this puzzle. And basically, confidence is trust based upon knowledge and experience. So belief is the conclusion that we base off of our experience and our knowledge, but confidence is trusting in that. For the most part, the only way to build that trust is by continually testing those beliefs, by you know staying in those beliefs and learning those beliefs and continuing to build those experiences and those knowledge and that knowledge. In the same way that most of us don't even think twice before we sit down in a chair, to bring that example back up again. We just sit down because we built so much confidence in chairs from so much repeated experience with them that we don't even think twice when we sit down. We just sit down and trust that that chair will hold us up and until the moment it doesn't then our confidence will be shaken and we might start having to think twice before we sit down but for the most part we have that confidence we have that trust and trust can only be built again through that repeated experience you know if you're never in church if you're never reading the word if you're never doing these things your trust isn't going to be that strong and if your trust isn't that strong you're not going to have the confidence to act I can't imagine Peter would have stepped out of the boat if he hadn't been spending so much time with Jesus already. So I want to start winding down here a bit and getting to kind of the, 
a bit of an application and, and some closing thoughts here. To summarize most of what I've been saying so far, when we believe the truth with enough confidence to take action, we exercise faith. And I'll say that again. When we believe the truth with enough confidence to take action, we exercise faith. And you can see here how this is a combination of these different ideas. We need to believe with confidence that leads to action, and that is faith. And as Jesus says, with even the tiniest amount of this faith, we can see great things. You know, it doesn't take much action to see incredible things change. And the third thing I want to say in summary here is that unbelief, or in some cases believing lies or false truths, is what leads to a clogged faith. Because faith is merely faith is merely the result of the action or rather the combination of the action and the confidence, right? That is faith. But if your foundation is not solid, if your belief is not solid, then that faith will not happen. And if that foundation is solid, as long as you're confident in it, then you will be acting on it. And that faith will be present. So more often than not, if there's a lack of faith or a lack of action, it's usually a result of unbelief not necessarily a problem of the faith itself. And again, going back to what Jesus says in in Matthew chapter 17, because of your unbelief is what Jesus says. He says it's not necessarily a problem of your faith because your faith is merely the product of your belief. There's a problem with the foundation with which they were attacking the problem. And so what do I think is the best solution to this problem? You might be thinking, how do I, now that I understand the difference of belief and faith, How do I get to a point where my faith is alive and well, and as James puts it, is not dead, is producing works and and action? Well, I believe the, the simple answer is to become more persuaded by the truth. Build up that foundation of belief, and the stronger it gets, the more you'll act, the more confidence you'll build, and the more your faith will shine. And we can do this by becoming more exposed to the truth. Uh, The more exposed we get, the more confident we get. And that can be achieved by maybe reading the word more, being in church more, uh, being around other Christians more could, could help. Any way that you can expose yourself to the truth, to the gospel, to, to any aspect of Christianity in any form, the more you will build your confidence in that foundation of belief. And as those two grow, It'll lead to action. It'll lead to faith. It'll lead to all of these things that we want to see for our lives and that we want to be to other people around us. Now, I know I'm I'm looking at my my timestamps here. I know this episode's running a little bit short. Um, I didn't have too much I wanted to share. And with Thanksgiving next week, I'll leave you guys with a nice little small bite-sized episode and then we'll come back in two weeks with something maybe longer. I don't know. I want to close with a quote from C.H. Spurgeon that I think kind of sums up pretty well what I'm talking about and and is a nice closing thought here. Uh, He said, C.H. Spurgeon, claimed that 98% of the people he met, including the criminals he visited in in, uh, England's prison, told him that they believed the Bible to be true, but the vast majority had never made a personal life-changing commitment to Jesus Christ. For them, believe was not an active verb. And I like that that closing thought. Believe was not an active verb. 
for them, belief was just that. It was acknowledging these ideas to be true, but they never acted upon them. It never became action. And I think that's the best way to define belief versus faith, is that belief is the noun. It is the the foundation. It is the idea. It is the base. It is the truth. Whatever you want to call it, that is the noun. Faith, on the other hand, is the verb. It's the action. It is putting that belief into some kind of a practice, into some kind of an action, into some kind of a work, something outward beyond ourselves. Again, I don't want to confuse that works is what saves us, but rather, if we are saved, it should bring us to a point where we perform these works and these actions, which is what James is trying to tell us. Without works, faith is dead. If you're not producing works, if you're not acting, then your faith is not there, which is likely a result of your unbelief or issues within your belief. You have the noun and you have the verb. can't really have one without the other as a Christian. Based off what Jesus says, what James says, our belief should bring us to a point of faith where we are acting. Because if our faith is dead, then there's something wrong with our belief. And the two go hand in hand in that way. So with that, um, that's all I have to say for today's episode. Again, I know it, it ran a little on the short side today, but I, I didn't have much to say on this topic. I think it's a very straightforward idea. I just kind of want to share my thoughts on it. Um, and again, with Thanksgiving, I think it's okay that run a little short this time around. Um, so again, have a, a, a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's safe. And I'll see you guys in the next one. They will